He helps professionals build their gravitas through WINS framework. And WINS stands for Wealth, Insights, Network, and Self-Control. In today's episode, let's chat with Joseph Jord. This is the Guiding Voice podcast series, TGV, the Guiding Voice for a Better Future. This is your host, Navin Samala, a fellow IT professional on a mission to shape the careers and lives of millions across the globe. And folks, in every episode, we interact with the industry experts or thought leaders or academicians or coaches across the globe to drive some insightful conversations that will help each one of you learn amazing stuff. Also, we share an interesting trivia or a fun fact towards the end. And you will acquire more knowledge by tuning into TGV for every minute than any other podcast in this space. Thank you so much for joining me. And today we are going to discuss a topic, path to CTO office. And we are pleased to have Joseph, part of TGV's journey in shaping the careers and lives of millions across the globe. Joseph, welcome to TGV and I'm super excited to have you part of my show. Thanks, Navin, for inviting me here. I'm, I'm super glad to be here. Pleasure to have you here and uh, let's get started. So, Joseph, can you briefly talk about your career journey and talk three things that have helped you so far to become a CTO? Yeah, like everybody else, I started as a developer and and then I moved one step ahead one, one at a time and then I moved up. In between, I took a lot of detours as well. I became an independent consultant, became an employee. I was also a government consultant for a while, for about six years. I was consulting government of India on an e-governance project. Then I started a startup. 80% of the startups don't work. So mine also was one among that statistics. And then this particular CEO asked me whether I can help him out in, in setting up some of the processes in his company. That's how I went there. And they liked, I liked the company. So he said, can you be a CTO? I said, fine. I mean, that's how I became a CTO. That's fantastic. And uh, probably you might have had a lot of learnings out of the failed startup. In fact, I would not say these kind of things as a failures. Rather, they teach a lot of stuff which we can apply in our future roles and all. Absolutely, Naveen. You are right. I am what I am because of all of that those experiments that I conducted, some of them are success in the in the financial sense, but all of them have been success successful in teaching me something. So yes, I agree with you. Conquer with you. Like everything is a learning and uh, sometimes we learn the hard way, sometimes the smart way. All right. Now let's talk briefly about the role of a CTO, right? Many yeah. people, youngsters might be wondering what this uh, CTO is, chief technology officer, and how does a day in the life of a CTO look like? Okay, so it is CTO, Chief Technology Officer. So my, my day will be into one of those three buckets. As a technology guy, I'm supposed to understand what the trend of that technology is going, what are the new technologies that are coming in, and evaluate the technology and say whether it will be profitable for us, whether it will increase the top line or a bottom line, and, and so on and so forth. I need to analyze the technology and also, I need to analyze the technology that is in the company, whether they are using it properly, whether uh, it has been architected properly, whether they are following it properly, and so on and so forth. So that's a technology piece of it. That's probably, I would say, about 60% of my time is in that. 
The other part is I'm a chief. So which means decisions will roll up to me and they will ask me, should I do it like this? Should I do it like that? And there are a lot of different options in any implementation that we can do. So, so that's the decisions will roll up to me. I need to take decisions. But also I need to put in governance mechanism, ensure those processes that I have put in are being followed properly. And whenever there's a change, I need to see whether I need to tweak those processes. And most often it will happen. Say for example, COVID, we all are working from home. How do you change that? So that's the kind of a thing that I need to spell. And then the last part is officer. So which means I need to roll up my sleeves and I have to do something. I need to finish the work that is given to me. People look up to me for decisions. I need to decide. I cannot keep on thinking. So that particular piece where I need to take decisions, I need to go and implement them. I need to have a lot of conversations, say, where is it failing? Why is it failing? And what kind of decisions I need to do so that all of that can be taken care of. So, so those are the three primary things that I would say. As I said, technology piece is the primary thing. So about 60% of my time will go in that. 20 in chief and 20 in officers. That's how my day goes. I got a different uh, perspective altogether and that, that's so clear to me. And now let's talk about the digital transformation. People say like COVID has fast forwarded the digital transformation by anywhere between five to 10 years. And everybody is at the center of adapting and getting the into this digital transformation. So how your role has changed in this times of uh, fast-forwarded digital transformation? Yeah, I'm figuring out how my role is changing because every day it is new things are coming, new challenges, new things are coming in. So it is, it is changing uh, on a continuous basis. But then the fundamental way solving business problems using technology, that has not changed. That is still the thing. But then... There are a lot of layers to this particular statement and also how this is changing is also on an ongoing basis. As I said, we are a small company. We are about 300 members. We were optimized for working from office. On one fine day, probably we had about a week. That's all we had to move everybody from working from office to working from anywhere. But initially it was working from home. So a lot of challenges, security, data privacy, whatever, all of those kinds of stuff, which you took for granted. Suddenly I need to think about it and change it. And everybody will, will come up with different, different things, right? Everybody is not staying in a family, in a separate house. There are bachelors, they are all sitting with, you know, four or five people together. So all of those permutations and combinations. So that's from the employee side, inside. From the customer side, again, there were quite a lot of uh, things. In fact, a lot of new opportunities have come in because of COVID and our customers are starting to think multiple different ways they can branch out and then they will come and ask, okay, can you do this? Can you, can you do that? And then so on and so forth. It has been very stressful journey, but it's also a very enjoyable journey when you look back. The other one that it has done is you can work from anywhere, which means for companies like us, we are not limited only to hiring from local. We can hire from anywhere. So what does it mean from, a, again, as a chief technology officer, I can look for any talent, any talent anywhere. But what does it mean? Whether from interviewing to onboarding and to continue to get work done from them, all of those things have changed. So as I said, fundamental things have not changed. Say, for example, solving business problems with technology. But everything else, the modalities, Everything else have changed, logistic, all of these things. And I don't think I have an answer to say, okay, this is where it is now. And this is how it is going to stay because it's changing. 
now that we are all reopening or or we are going into a hybrid mode again there is a transition so i don't think i have an answer to say this is what it is now post covid because it is evolving but it, it has been an exciting journey i can understand the nitty gritties involved in terms of making the services available and everybody has to be connected all the time and all and i can imagine the kind of uh, stress that your team you and your team might have undergone especially during this uh, march 2020 time when we were just asked everything has to be changed within a week's time right i know it was <laughs> fire fight it was done on a fire fighting basis and all <laughs> i can imagine all right now let's talk about uh, how somebody okay at a junior level who wants to aspire to get into a cto like what would be your advice to them in case if they want to become one like you yeah so first thing is technology they need to know technology really really well the problem that i see most often people do is that say for example they will learn python i am taking this as an example python and they would have learned django and somebody will ask okay what should i do next they will say okay learn flask i don't think that's a good uh, option what i would say is go up learn something about mobile technology learn something about database technology learn something about the front end technology you don't have to know every front end technology you don't have to know vue angular react everything but you need to know something about the front end you need to know one of the database one of the mobile so that the paradigms are different so as a technology chief technology officer that is important to grasp if you are designing for mobile there are certain constraints there are certain advantages if you are only developing api there are certain paradigms and constraints so you need to know that so you need to know all of the full uh, stack plus the infrastructure as well so what i would say is say for example you are 5 years experienced and then you think i need to move on to cto role at some point in time try to learn one in in each of these uh, stacks so that's first thing that i would say the second one i would say again most of the technology guys they make a mistake which i made as well is that we are happy to sit in front of the computer for 8 hours 10 hours 12 hours and we are happy to do that but we will not understand what business is doing as i said in the previous uh, answer the fundamental role of a technology is to solve a business problem we are not doing technology for technology sake we are not academicians we are not sitting in in researching something for its own sake so which means you need to understand the business what is crm means what is hr means what do they do what are their challenges it could be any one domain it could be telecom for that matter it could be e-commerce it could be retail understand that business any business is fine if you understand one business it's easier for you to apply the same concepts and the principles across different businesses but try to understand what business these two are okay but you are going to deal with people you are going to work with people all the time which means you need to understand some bit of human psychology for technologist it's very difficult at least for me it was very difficult to deal with people because if i give an input a a plus b equal to c to a computer whether it is morning 9 o'clock 12 o'clock 3 o'clock whether it is ra- raining whether it is uh, sunny it'll give me the same answer but with people it is not the same <laughs> different people will give a different answer depending on the mood that they are in and it's it's difficult especially as a chief uh, technology officer i have to deal with people and uh, man why can't you think logically <laughs> why can't the answer be the same across the different people they are not that's how we are that's what makes it uh, interesting so you need to understand a little bit of human psychology how do you move with people why they do what they do and and so on and so forth so those three are the things that i would that you need to uh, master upon 
And you can build one by one, one brick at a time you can put in. And then before you realize you have all the skills needed to uh, CTO. In fact, if you do that, you could become an executive at, at any level. Like, I mean, any any kind of, a, it could be a CMO, it could be a CTO, it could be a CSO as well. You could uh, grow up to that. So that's how I would put that in. Mm-hmm. That's great. And now let's talk about um, the landscape of tech jobs. As a seasoned IT executive, how do you see these jobs evolving and what should the youngsters focus on to be prepared yeah. for the future jobs? I think uh, future of jobs is going to be partnership of experts. I don't think we are going to be locked to a company for long. My dad joined a company and he retired in a company. I stay in a company for about seven years. The youngsters think I am too old. That's why I don't change jobs. For them, two years is good enough in a company. So the future is going to be much like the Hollywood where, say, for example, A.R. Raghuman partnered with Danny Boyle. He made a movie, Slumdog Millionaire. He won an award. They both divided the pie, but they don't work for each other. They don't work for a company. So that is how it is going to happen. And I see that already happening in many times. In fact, even in government of India, most of us would know about the project R. Uh, Nandan Nilakani is not an employee of government of India. He came in as an expert. He de- delivered it. He went back. It's the same thing with Amit Ranjan. He is now architect of DigiLocker. Again, he was a founder of SlideShare, co-founder of SlideShare. He has come in. He will deliver it and he will move on. If government of India can adopt that particular model, I think all of us can adopt that model. So that's what I see. So the future of jobs is going to be this particular model where it is partner of exp- uh, partnership of experts. If so, how can you get prepared? So again, I would say three things. One is that whatever your expertise is, so we are talking about technology, but the equally it is applicable for marketing and sales and others as well. So if you're talking about technology, in that you need to create content. Content could be in, in technology, you can create your portfolio in GitHub, you can create portfolio of applications and so on and so forth. So the content, then you need to build network because if it is network of partnership, sorry, partnership of network uh, experts, then what we are talking about is your opportunities are going to come from your network. So you need to know how to build network, how to tap into network and so on. The third thing is social proof. People should say, yes, Joseph is capable of doing this. He has done this for me. So social proof. It could be LinkedIn recommendation. It could be any other means, but social proof. Those are the three things that I would say that you. Excellent insight, sir, Joseph. Okay. This has been a great conversation. And now let's talk about the common thing between you and me, podcasting stuff. And uh, I love the name of the podcast, the Gravitas Wins Radio. So can you share with our audience what your podcast is all about? And I have already tuned into a few episodes and it was very insightful. And I'm sure my audience will also find it useful because I'm going to share the links of your podcast in the show notes. And over to you. Thanks, uh, thanks, Navin, for... uh listening to some of the episodes and passing on your comments. And I'll tell you how I started and then what it is about. Uh, as I told you, one of the things that if the future of jobs is network of partners, then one of the things is you need to create content. Ever since I've been a kid, maybe when I was 10 years or something like that, I wanted to be a writer. I was heavily influenced by writers at that particular point in time. And I wanted to be one. And obviously, like now I'm in India, 
you become an engineer first and then decide what you want in life so i became an engineer then subsequently i caught on to this internet bandwagon and i started writing on the blogs and i've been writing for about 10 years then i once read nabal ravikant he said code plus media is a path to wealth and that resonated with me and i was already influenced by writers i was already thinking of creating content like this and then that made it okay now i need to do it so i've been writing everybody has a blog so what the new medium which could be this particular one audio medium but then also i was coming from the future of jobs is going to be network of partners so i need to create content and then if i have to stand out it is going to be a podcast and audio content so that's that's why i started dealing with this particular medium then now what i do again i'm limiting myself to those three or four topics that i talked about business technology and psychology so i talk to business and technology leaders to understand where the business is already happening the trends or the trends that are already shaping i'm not talking about in 10 years this will happen i'm talking about it is happening today but not wide an unobvious idea but it is already happening in pocket so that's what i talk about it could be in sales it could be in technology like rpa all of those kinds of stuff which are already shaping up so that is what i uh, talk about and one podcast a week and it has been going on now i think 40th episode i released this uh, tuesday uh, two days back and uh, yeah it has been a pretty good uh, journey so far i'm able to meet a lot of new folks like you and uh, i'm learning a lot absolutely in fact yesterday i was speaking to a very senior leader who heads a lot of um, not for profits and also some taking institutions like ieee and all and he was telling me navin you have interviewed 200 plus people which means you have grown to over 200 times i said literally yeah i feel that because every conversation is different and the way you and i are speaking right there is a frequency match and i'm selfish motive of me running the podcast other than helping the audience out there is first i am getting to listen to my guest first hand right i'm getting better than what i was just 20 minutes ago before getting into this conversation and all and i'm sure you will continue to cherish and uh, you it will get addicted uh, of course now that you are already at 40 i can see that you are you, you are already on the path of addiction and all and this is not going to stop <laughs> absolutely. absolutely david as as you rightly said i also say the same thing to myself the first audience is me yeah i need to enjoy that particular topic i need to enjoy that particular conversation nobody is paying me for this so which means if i don't enjoy it there is no point in it i look for that and it has been fantastic absolutely yeah sure and uh, more power to you and i wish uh, it reaches the intended audience and uh, definitely we can collaborate and uh, we'll will have our tgv audience also take a look at gravitas wins and they can also spread the word and the all my audience please check out the show notes for gravitas wins link and definitely there is a lot to learn from joseph and his guests All right so uh, Joseph this has been going very nice but we have been talking a lot about professional stuff i want to spice up this episode <laughs> so i'm going to ask you a few interesting rapid fire questions so that my audience okay. get to know about other side of joseph if you are ready let's okay. get started all right so let me kick off the first bullet what was your childhood fantasy joseph oh i told you uh, i wanted to be a writer i was fascinated by writers 
I was heavily influenced by writers. So I wanted to be a writer. So when I was eighth standard or something, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. saved up whatever money that I could save. And I enrolled in a correspondence course. When they got to know that I was a kid, they rejected it. <laughs> so they sent back, <laughs> sent back the application. I was, I was heartbroken. But then, yeah, I wanted to be a writer. And I'm in, that's why I'm enjoying this particular journey. Yeah. So have you already started repurposing your podcast content into blogs or uh, are you? All right. Great. Cool. So let's move on. What is the worst technology tool that you came across so far as a CTO or you can answer it as a technology user as well. It's up to you. Yeah, probably as a CTO, I would say uh, it's a Microsoft product. I can't figure out, you know, how to use them and much more worse is their licensing scheme. I have absolutely no idea how much I have to pay them. And there are so many different permutations and combinations. I wonder, Elon Musk says, if you want to go to space, you pay me this money. That's a fixed amount. There is a dollar amount that put on the published website. But I can't, for my life of uh, thing, I can't figure out how much I should pay Microsoft, how much I sh- which license I should take. So I would say from that angle, <laughs> I don't enjoy using Microsoft products. Okay, I'll move on to my next question. <laughs> you are given only two options. Either live in a forest or, or, or other planet. Which one would you choose? Forest. Spot I will on. live in a forest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, you give me a forest with a book and I mean, I, I would be happy there. Oh, all right, let me move on to my next one. What is the funniest moment in your life so far? So when I graduated of college, I joined as a computer software tutor. I was teaching DBase and Foxbase and, you know, very old. And when I graduated of college, I couldn't speak a single sentence in English. These are all improvements that I have done in the last 20 years or so. But when I graduated, I couldn't speak in English, uh, a single sentence. So, but teaching computer language is easy because you are only talking about syntaxes and logics and so on and so forth. So that I could memorize. So I would tell them, tell my students, don't ask me any question. I had memorized a sentence, if they would ask me a question, I will say that. So I wanted to say, don't embarrass me with questions. I had memorized it, but nobody had asked questions, so I never used it. So there was this particular class. There was an Anglo-Indian girl, and there were a few girls for the first time in that cohort. And you can understand I was 25, 24, 23, uh, that particular time. I was a lot tensed at that uh, thing. And one Anglo-Indian girl asked me a question. So I wanted to be sounding smart and I wanted to say, don't embarrass me with questions. Instead, I said, don't embrace me with questions. After I uttered that sentence, I realized the mistake I made and I was sweating. <laughs> when I think back now, it's a it's lot funnier, but it was not funny at that time. But yeah, I mean, that was the funniest I would. <laughs> wow. Good one. Good one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So after that amazing rapid fire, let me flip back to the mainstream and ask you one final question for this conversation. So Joseph, what would be your one piece of advice to those aspiring to make big in their careers? See, most often when we think of big, making big in life or in career, generally we think about money. We want to make big in money. What I would say is try to make a biggest impact that you can in the world that you know. In the circle that you know, say, for example, it could be your company, it could be your family, it could be uh, the town that you are living in, it could be the whatever it is, right? So try to make the biggest splash that you can make to the world that you know, then you can expand further on it. And if you do that, money and uh, fame and all the other things will uh, follow. 
it it resonates with the mission of tgv actually the way we started uh, the, the way we started with blogs and then uh, sorry podcast and then blogs and now we are venturing into something else which is in the cooking which you the rest of the world will get to know very shortly and all yeah we wanted to have a huge impact and rest of the things will follow definitely conquer with you and uh, joseph uh, thank you so much for joining me today this was a fascinating conversation and i'm sure it will be very helpful to all the tgv audience and also gravitas wins audience lovely lovely uh, navin talking to you and uh, thank you so much for asking such a wonderful questions and making me go back to my old life and uh, pick up some of these uh, instances thank you very much it was fun yeah yeah same here and pleasure hosting you so folks before we move into the trivia section here is a request to all of you in case if you haven't subscribed to us please subscribe from the app where you have tuned in from so that you will be notified of all the future episodes also if you have loved the conversation just like i did and if you found it useful please share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from tgb because your friends will learn new stuff like you and we will gain new subscribers thank you so much in advance also here is another request in case if you have any speaker or topic recommendations please feel free to reach out to me on social media platforms and message me you will find me as navin samla all right now let's cruise into the trivia section of today's episode and today's trivia is about retina scan technology do you know who is the inventor of this retina scan technology which was popularized by apple product it is not made by apple but manufactured by samsung likewise there are so many cross collaborations that happen between various technology giants and all just that we didn't notice that's all for today thank you so much for joining me this is navin your fellow it professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make a difference in the lives of millions across the globe until next time bye bye